<sighs> Where do I start? Today's my birthday. And it feels like a normal day. I didn't do nothing today. <sighs> but I started crying since yesterday. I cried for my 6 a.m. prayer, cried at my 6 p.m. prayer, cried at my 12 a.m. prayer, and cried at my 6 a.m. prayer. And I noticed that every time I cried, I've always had these strange nightmares. But I cried. This is the journey to greatness. Guess what? You know, the greatest gift I could give myself today is the message from Joyce Myers, suffering. And something in me kept prompting me to write on Google, which is pretty much Google's my to-go-to for everything. What should you do while waiting on God? I typed that in Google and I noticed the first person that hit me instantly was a message from Joyce Myers. She wrote a whole short message online about two different people, passive waiters and the ones that wait from their heart. And she said the passive waiters are the wishful waiters that's okay, I'm waiting, 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 and nothing happens. And they're like, you know what? They give up. Why well, the ones that wait from their heart know that God are going to do it, and they wait with joy, and then suddenly something happens. I ask myself, which one are you? Can you identify which one are you? And identified immediately that I'm a passive waiter a wishful waiter. Because in this journey, while I've been waiting for my breakthrough, waiting, praying, hoping, I also noticed that every time I was expecting something and it didn't happen, immediately I felt defeated. Immediately I felt like quitting. Immediately I asked myself, is God ever going to do this for me or is this ever going to happen? So, today is October 2nd, 2021. I opened up my Capital One account and I'm negative $2.92. My, Saint, my Regents account is negative $285. In my cash app, I have $16. I am currently owing rent, almost $3,000. Let's say $2,986, that's three grand. I have not paid my card note. Mind you, God gave me a beautiful Range Rover. I don't know how this car got into my hand. 
it's just another miracle of things that God can do. Before that, I used to drive a C300 um, Mercedes-Benz, a 2013, and um, I eventually sold that in the month of July when I was broke. I sold it for nine grand, and guess what? At the end of July, I blew the nine grand in one month, and whatever was remaining over, I couldn't use it to pay my rent in the month of August. So, I've made some bad decisions that I'm suffering from because that nine grand could have covered my rent for August and it would have just left me with September's rent and October's rent. Um, I am, I don't want to be distracted, so let me just turn this off. Sorry, I'm trying to make butter toast honey wheat because that's what I have in my house to eat on my birthday and that's what I want to make <sighs> Nigerians I'm Nigerian and we believe in prophecy And I've known how many prophets I've came across and told me something big is going to happen, something mighty is going to happen. Then I'm hoping and wishing, like, when is this thing going to happen? When, 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 when? They keep saying soon, soon, soon. It's happening soon. And I start thinking, like, hmm, is this really ever going to happen? But, They didn't lie because God also revealed to me something that he's doing for me and that's going to happen. I've seen it. And while I have all these physical trials going on around me, things that I cannot figure out by myself, because I rely totally on God. I keep getting this picture in my head of this huge talk show. It's called the Gap Talk Show. And I'm wondering, why do I keep seeing this? And then I keep seeing a load of money. I keep seeing a load of money. And I'm asking myself, am I making this up or this is actually what God is really showing me? But do you see the things about dreams? It doesn't match up with what's going on in the physical. God has just given me a picture of what tomorrow is going to be like. But my today, it showed me all these controversial things around me. Rent. My car note that I cannot pay. 
right now. My rent that I'm owing. The negative $2.92 in my bank account. The negative $285 in my other business account. And $16 in my cash app. So life is presenting to me one picture. And God is presenting to me another picture. I'm seeing two different realities. I'm seeing tomorrow and I'm seeing now. When is tomorrow going to come? I don't know. Only God knows when it's going to happen. But while I wait for this big tomorrow, I'm asking God for a job. I'm asking God for stability. If he can give me this job that I've been asking him for, this job will help me. It would help me pay my bills and sort out my now issues. And the Spirit of God keeps telling me, you're going to get that job. You're going to get that job. Or maybe the job that God is really trying to give you is that Gap Talk show. Maybe. Everything around me seems funny. It's written in foreign language. I look in the sky and it's foreign. My dreams are foreign. You know, these things happening around me are just foreign. And my dad is praying and hoping, like, hmm, God, when is grace going to break through? Because my dad believes in me so much. But mind you, I've been living a lie. I've never told my dad that I don't have a job. He doesn't know that I owe rent for three months. He doesn't know that I haven't paid my car note in the month of September. He doesn't know these things. And it's not pride that's making me not tell him. But it's a sense of feeling disappointed. That's why I don't want to tell him. Why aren't you working? Because he doesn't, he won't understand what it means to be in my position to try everything possible. And I've tried everything possible. I know some of you probably will be like, why don't you just go work at McDonald's or something? Because McDonald's would not be able to help me right now. That's a low budget income. And unless in the next two weeks, if McDonald's is going to pay me $3,000 in two weeks, I will bust my butt in McDonald's for the next two weeks. Any fast food joint that is willing to pay me $3,000 in two weeks. And the job that I know that's going to pay me that amount or even more is the job that I've been asking God for. And it's the one that I used to do. But for some reason, I'm getting these prophecies about breakthroughs. 
And the job that I used to do and the ones that I've applied for, I've gotten a lot of rejections. And I'm not understanding why I'm getting rejections. This is something that I have experienced and this is something that I've done before. But I'm getting rejected. And I'm getting, oh, thank you for applying, but we've decided to move on with other candidates. I have about 166 rejections in my email. I don't know if I made up that number. I don't even know if I'm accurate. I don't even know if that's correct. But I apply for these same positions every morning. I get these offers every day. Constant offers every day. Oh, we have, a, we have a job opportunity. I will send them my resume. And funny, I will never hear from them again. But something that interested me today about this October 2nd was that message from Joyce Myers, suffering. And she said, suffering is mandated. In order for you to be great, you must suffer. You must suffer for your fate. People will crucify you. People will stop being your friends. And that has become my reality. There's a church I used to go to and I was accused of something that I've never done before. I never thought about doing. I've argued with almost all my friends. I don't have any friends right now. And the last friend that I've argued with, which God used to, you know, once in a while she'll be there for me. Um, she called me fake. She said, my belief is fake. I'm fake fasting, fake praying. And she said to me, And she mentioned the word bad luck. And I don't expect someone who's carnal minded to understand the things of God. To someone who doesn't understand what it means to walk with God will call your situation carnal minded. With someone that doesn't mean, doesn't know what it means to, maybe there's a door of greatness that God has opened and I'm not a, I'm not understanding it right now, but it's greater than what I've been asking for. And that door of greatness is causing a lot of rifts in the spirit realm where the devil is opposing him. His kingdom is opposing. But you know that popular saying, every day for the thief, one day for the owner. Satan might beat you up in the physical every day. 
one day God is going to come in his might, in his power. And he's going to come and he's going to beat Satan up in the spirit realm and in the physical. And you're going to triumph. That day will be the day that you're not going to get any more rejections. That day will be the day that strange things that you've waited for for years will finally come to you easily. That day will be the day where people are begging to employ you and you're like, no, God has given me something better. When I wanted this opportunity at that time, I was rejected. Now they're calling me. God might allow Satan to keep beating me up in the physical, but it's only for a period of time. And every time he hits, God is lifting. And every time he hits, God is giving me back double. And every time he takes, God is tripling. And God is watching and he's looking. The devil's the master of the flesh, but he's not the master of the spirit. God is the master of the spirit and the flesh. God is the master of the spirit realm and the physical realm. So, I know that I don't need to worry that the timing is going to come very soon where God is going to come and he's going to beat Satan up in the physical and in the spirit realm. And I'm going to break through mightily. I'm already victorious because of Jesus Christ. I'm already victorious. Already victorious. When I say beat him up, he's going to swallow all my adversaries and oppositions. And I'm going to see a massive difference from yesterday and today. I don't know what made me pick up this voice memo and start speaking into it. But we are each other's help. I don't know who's going to listen to this in the future, and this might help them. It's okay to suffer. That's what I learned today. Suffering is not bad. It's just the beginning of your greatness. It just means something is about to happen. And when it gets worse, it just means something better is about to happen. And when you start, everyone starts fighting you, it means something even greater is about to happen. When Joseph was accused by the king's wife, he didn't know that she was going to be the bridge to his success because he had to go into prison. He had to suffer. That suffering it, reported, it was recorded that Joseph suffered for two years in prison. That suffering 
that suffering, that suffering made him who he is. God put things in him that he was never able to do if Joseph remained someone who worked in a palace at the time. While Joseph was in prison, God was putting kingship in him. While Joseph was in prison, God was equipping him with the ability to become prime minister. God was giving him the keys that he would need to rule people and rule a city or a state. God was equipping him to be a leader. And while we're suffering, that's the moment where God is equipping us. He's putting things in us during our suffering and we're anxious and we're rushing and we're trying to get out of this suffering. And we don't know that God is using that opportunity to mold you. Mold you for the position that he's going to sit you upon. My suffering is molding me for tomorrow. My present suffering, it's molding me for the people that I will be a leader to. For the generation that I will lead. And for the people that I'll be a voice to. My suffering is teaching me how to be prime minister. My suffering is teaching me how to be a queen. My suffering is allowing God to equip me for the role that he wants to give me. That is why I'm suffering. Because in my suffering, God is creating a masterpiece. And if you allow yourself to suffer and you allow God's will to be, to go, to, to happen while you're suffering, you see that God is creating a masterpiece. He's creating a masterpiece in you. You might not see it at the time, but every time you cried, every time you prayed, there's something that God put in you. Every time you did something, for God, if it's pray, if it's serve, if it's go to church, whatever you've done at that moment during your suffering, you've allowed God to master you, to masterpiece you, to make you, and to equip you for the role that he wants to give you. When you are serving, praying, reading the word, listen to a message, it's a moment with God. And in that moment, there's something that God is putting inside of you that you cannot see. And until he's done molding you and is done creating a masterpiece out of you, you won't be able to sit in that seat. You won't be able to rule. You won't be able to play the role or be in the role that God has given you to be. And that's what I learned today. And that's what I learned today. You don't rush the suffering. You be joyful in the suffering because you are growing and you're becoming wiser for someone else who will need your wisdom tomorrow. And you're becoming a voice for those who will need your voice tomorrow. And you're becoming the pillar for many to climb up. You're becoming that ladder 
where many are going to follow you tomorrow. So allow God to be God. And as I'm speaking into this voice memo, I'm also telling myself too, Grace, allow God to be God. You don't know when it's going to suddenly happen. But no situation is permanent. Suffering is temporary. But when God blesses, and when he's done with you, that's permanent. But suffering is temporary. But when God's glory comes, that's a lifetime. But suffering is temporary. And I chose today that I won't suffer anymore. And I won't call this suffering. I'm going to call this the ladder to greatness. I've decided to name today, I've turned 31, October 2nd, 2021. I believe it's after two in the afternoon. I've chose to name today, greatness. The ladder to greatness. That's what I've chose to name what I'm going through because it's not suffering it's greatness it's greatness greatness starts like this and greatness must start like this it's greatness thank you Joyce Meyer for your message you preached in Lakewood on suffering and when you read that part in your, di- in your diary, where you wrote, where you, where you quit, and you were complaining about you and Dave, then you found your journal, and you read that part in your journal. And you saw nine years later, you decided to give an update. And what blew my mind is that you said nine years later, You had 375 radio shows, different TV networks, 20-something TV networks. You and Dave are doing fine. You have four grandkids. You, life is good. That part is permanent. That part was the reason why you had to suffer. That part was God. That made me understand suffering is necessary. Thank you. And have a blessed day. And I'm going to go back to eating my butter and toast.